0: Today we're going to be talking about a 1923 fire that killed two Dallas firefighters. Nearly a hundred years later, times have changed a little bit, so let's take a moment to consider what life was like in the United States in 1923. This was the Roaring Twenties, a hopeful and generally prosperous time that existed after the great tragedy of World War I, but before our hopes would again be dashed upon the rocks of the Great Depression. Warren Harding was the president of the United States. Women had gained the right to vote, and new inventions such as telephones, radios, and airplanes made it seem like the possibilities for a bright future were endless. Most importantly for our story, this was the dawn of the age of the automobile, and Henry Ford had just built a plant in Deep Ellum to manufacture Model Ts. That old Ford building, although repurposed now as loft apartments, still stands and is a Dallas landmark. Among the nearby businesses that sprung up to meet the needs of the burgeoning automotive industry was the Texas Wheel and Body Company, which was in the 2800 block of Commerce. This was just a stone's throw from that new Ford plant. The Texas Wheel and Body Company would have been near where the present-day I-345 crosses Commerce Street in between downtown Dallas and Deep Ellum. Many firefighters would be responding to the Texas Will and Body Company on Saturday, June 23rd. Among them was Assistant Chief E.O. Jones, who was also known as Charles or Charlie. Also responding to the fire that day were a pair of brothers named Boyd Burris and Burt Burris. Burt would be one of the men killed that day, and his brother would be the one that found him in the rubble and helped extricate him. We'll be talking more about these men in a moment, but first, I want to read some excerpts from the newspaper article that was published the day after the fire. Captain Burt Burris of Engine Company 10 was killed. Two more firefighters possibly fatally injured and three others seriously injured when walls of the burning Texas Wheel and Body Company's plant at Commerce and Dove Streets fell and caught a score of firemen under the debris at 5.30 o'clock. The injured are... Assistant Fire Chief Charles Jones in charge of the Oak Cliff Station, R.H. Stepp of Station 8, Captain Oscar F. Walter, Hook and Ladder Company No. 6, Kenneth J. Spear, Driver, Company No. 6, and Al Brantley, 1930, South Harwood. The most seriously injured are Assistant Chief Charles Jones, who is in charge of the Oak Cliff Station, who may be internally injured. At St. Paul Sanitarium, it was said he had a deep bruise over his left kidney and other bruises and cuts about the head, face, and body. RH Step of Station 8 sustained a broken leg and left arm and other serious injuries. His injuries are not to believe to be life-threatening, it was said at the hospital. Ambulances from the emergency hospital and all undertaking companies were dispatched to the scene of the fire while police hastily established fire lines. Firemen braved death to rescue those who had fallen into the crumbling walls, while others stuck doggedly to the task of preventing a further spread of the conflagration to the inflammable property on every side. Spectators on vacant ground on the William Street side of the burning building were given a thrill and had a race with the fire when the first segment of the roof fell in, throwing fire and blazing oil far out from the windows and doors. The fire was caused by an explosion, heard by many people in the territory adjacent to the structure. The sound was followed by a flash of flame and smoke, and the building on the west side was a furnace of fire when the firemen arrived. A second and third alarm followed the first quickly, and a general alarm brought all apparatus to the scene. Now, the article goes on to say that firefighting efforts were hampered by low water pressure, by the building being in the middle of an extra-long block, and by the crowds of people both on foot and in cars. So what we know so far from this newspaper article published the day after the fire is that one man, Bert Burris, was killed at the fire, and several others remain hospitalized. Now, circling back to the men we mentioned earlier, including the Burris brothers, which were Boyd Burris and Bert Burris, we happen to have with us today a member of the Burris family. Our guest today is Chaplain Denny Burris, a former Dallas firefighter himself who eventually turned in his firefighting gear to enter the ministry and later returned to the Dallas Fire Department to serve the department again in a new capacity as a department chaplain. Denny Burris, welcome to Firefighting Legends. I understand that your grandfather, Boyd Burris was a Dallas fire captain, and also that his brother, who would be your great uncle, was Burt Burris, and that Burt Burris was killed at the Texas Will and Body Fire in 1923. I also understand that these relatives of yours were not born in Dallas, but were natives of Indiana.
1: Is that correct? That is correct. Now, they made their way to Dallas because their mother had gotten came back, came to Dallas, and they wanted to get back to Dallas. So that's why they moved here. I understand they may have had
0: a rather novel way of financing their trip to Dallas. Can you tell me how they were able to afford the trip? Fighting. (laughs) Fighting.
1: (laughs) Tell me that story. They would go into a city and say, this guy can beat up your guy over there. Or find... The worst, biggest fighter that you can have, and they bring in a fighter. And so Bert was always the guy who was willing to fight. He was one of those individuals. My grandfather, his names Boyd, was really a peaceful man. He didn't have that kind of a inkling. But Bert was one of those guys that didn't mind fighting. But he was very muscular and had the build for it. So they would call in some of these individuals. Okay, my guy can beat up your guy. So they'd bring him in and they would fight and they, Bert would win. So he would win the tab and then they'd go to the next city and he would bring up another fight. And they would do that all the way to Dallas from Indiana, Wingate, Indiana, all the way back down to Dallas. <laughs> That's what they did.
0: Okay, so the Burris brothers literally fight their way to Dallas, and sometime after arriving here, they join the fire department and eventually promote to the rank of captain. Then, in 23, although they work at different stations, both men respond to the Texas Wheel and Body Company fire on Commerce, and at that fire, there is a rapid series of wall collapses, one of which buries Burt, and I understand that Boyd was involved in the search for his brother. Can you tell me about that?
1: Okay. Bert was on, from what my grandfather said, was on the side of the building. If you're looking at the front, he was on the right side of the building. And so whenever the wall fell, now my grandfather was at that same fire. So when he heard that, he started around the side of the building looking for Bert. And there was. I looked at the fire, and boy, there was a lot of rubble on that. And so my grandfather was kind of walking around, as you might well imagine, trying to locate his brother. And the only way that he said that he was able to identify was he could see some of the stones rising and falling, rising and falling. So he pulled some of the rubble aside, and that's where his brother was. And so he called for other people to come in and clean out everything. And when you look at some of the injuries that Bert Bert had, uh, he he was pretty broken up. And he lived for a while, but not long.
0: Now, I also understand that some firefighters on the scene heard Bert say something just as the wall began to crumble. Can you tell me about that?
1: Well, unfortunately, it would be as he was going through all the rubble. Uh, the wall began to fall his way, and there wasn't any way that he could get out of the way. So he said, here it comes, boys. And That's the last thing he was heard saying. Then the wall collapsed on him, and then they started digging him out. Here she comes, boys. Tragic last words from a man taken too
0: soon. Captain Burt Burris was buried two days later at Oakland Cemetery, not far from the Fair Park fire station from which he responded to fight his last fight. Now I want to return to Chief E.O. Jones, or Chief Charlie Jones. We read in a newspaper article written the day after the fire that he was injured in the collapse and was in the hospital. To learn a little bit about who he was, let's back up a bit and read a newspaper article written about him two years earlier. With a record of 21 years continuous service battling flames in Dallas, First Assistant Chief Charlie Jones will celebrate his 21st anniversary in the Dallas Fire Department today. Cap Jones, as he is known to the majority of Dallas people, is chief of the Oak Cliff Department and has been at the helm of that department the last eight years. Enlisting in the city service June 1 of 1900 as a ladder man in the old Central Station, Chief Jones has gradually passed up the ladder of promotion serving as one of the crew of the aerial truck that was the pride of the city fire laddies when it was installed at old number five behind the county courthouse. The chief has had many narrow escapes in his long career and has been a protagonistic performer at every big conflagration in Dallas during the period of his service. Chief Jones has long been prominent in wrestling and boxing circles, and his gymnasiums at Number 6 and at his present Oak Cliff Station have often been used as training quarters by nationally known athletes who have come to Dallas to show their wares. The Chief was once a stellar performer on the mat himself and forced the great Hackenschmidt to extend himself on the occasion of the Russians' visit to Dallas several years ago. Now, I find it interesting, the part about Chief Jones being prominent in wrestling and boxing circles. And that fact is going to come up again in the next article I want to share with you. As you've probably already guessed by now, Chief Jones is not going to recover from his injuries. The next article is a death notice. Before starting, I should mention that when I read these articles, I don't read every word, just the parts that are relevant to our story. And I don't know where this notice was originally published, so I'm using the Dallas Fire Rescue website as my source. The notice reads, Chief Jones died at St. Paul Sanitarium at 745 o'clock Saturday night. At the fire where he was injured, Chief Jones was almost completely buried under tons of hot brick and was crushed about the body and hips. Several ribs were also broken, and his injuries were of such nature that they would have caused the death of most men in a very short time. Jones was a man of powerful physique and strong constitution, however, and made a valiant fight for life. For several weeks, it appeared as though he would win in the battle with the Grim Reaper. Ten days ago, his condition took a turn for the worse, and despite the efforts of several doctors, death ended his suffering Saturday evening. Chief Jones was off duty on the afternoon of the fatal fire and was visiting friends at the central station when the alarm came in for the fire at the Will and Body Plant. Obeying the call of duty when the general alarm sounded, Chief Jones hurried to the scene of the fire. He took charge of a detail of linemen and had helped fight the fire for more than half an hour when the accident occurred that finally ended in his death. Jones, with several other firemen, were handling a hose line in between the burning building and the frame structure on the west. They were in a narrow alleyway about 12 feet wide. Without any preliminary warning, the Commerce street front of the building crumpled and fell inward. The west wall was pushed out as though it was made of paper, and tons of brick were precipitated into the narrow space where the firemen were working. Chief Jones was well known, especially in Dallas sporting circles, as he was quite a wrestler. He also conducted a private gymnasium where many a boxer and wrestler did their training. Chief Jones himself was a wrestler of considerable ability and was an advocate of strict physical training to keep the members of the fire department in fine condition for fighting fires. Now, the whole reason I decided to do an episode on this fire was because I had learned that one of the firemen killed was related to Chaplain Denny Burris. But you never know what you're going to learn when you start digging into these stories. Sometimes serendipity strikes out of nowhere, and that's what happened here when I started researching this fire. A couple of years ago, long before I had even heard of this incident, I was digging through the Dallas Firefighters Museum archive of old photographs, and I came across a great old photo taken at a fire station in the early 1900s. In that photograph, two men were wearing boxing gloves and were squaring off with one another. A third man appears to be coordinating the activity, perhaps even acting as a referee. These three men are surrounded by firefighters in uniform. Chief McGee, who was the chief of the department in the early 1900s, is also in the photograph, as is a young boy. This photograph is a fascinating glimpse into the past, but I never could figure out anything about the photograph, other than that it appeared to be at Old Central Fire Station, that it was from the early 1900s, and that Chief McGee was in it. But even though I didn't know anything about the photograph, I liked it so well that I blew it up and hung it in my office on the wall there at Station 25. And now, two years later, I think the riddle of why we have a photograph of men boxing at the fire station is solved. Based on what we've learned, I think it is a reasonable assumption that this photograph is an example of the physical training that Chief Charlie Jones encouraged and that he is, in fact, the man in the photograph who appears to be overseeing the boxing. Numerous things lend support to this theory. For one, it's the right time period. Chief McGee is in the photograph, and he retired in 1919, so we know the photograph was taken well before Jones was killed in 1923. The man in the photograph is clearly a man of powerful physique and strong constitution, as we know Charlie Jones was from those articles we read. Also, Although he is in profile in this photograph and is clearly older than the baby-faced Jones that we see in the yearbook photograph, there does appear to be a strong resemblance to that younger Jones. This fascinating old photograph, in which the ghosts of our past are looking right at us, and which, as far as I know, is the last photograph of Charlie Jones— along with a good photograph of Burt Burris and several other photos related to today's story are posted on the website firefightinglegends.com. Also on the website is a map showing the locations mentioned in today's show, including the scene of the fire, the location of Ford's Model T plant, which is now Adam's Hat Lofts, and which unfortunately was the scene of a gruesome murder in 2001, but that's a whole nother story I won't go into. But you can find it by googling Adam Hatzlaff's murder, if you so choose. Although I don't recommend it unless you really want to be depressed. Anyway, also on the map on the website, you can see the location of the cemetery where Bert Burris is buried and the location of the fire station from which Bert answered his last alarm, which was the Fair Park Fire Station at that time, and which still stands, but has been repurposed as the Dallas Firefighters Museum. In closing, I would like to ask that if you live in the Dallas area, the next time you're driving down Commerce Street between downtown and Deep Ellum, when you cross under the I-345 bridge, be sure to give a tip of your hat to old Bert Burris and Charlie Jones, who gave their lives there in service to the citizens. And the next time you walk away from a hot, smoky fire with all your parts still intact, try to have an attitude of gratitude. Because every day above ground is a good day, and you're only going to have so many of them. That is all KKN 377, Fire Department, City of Dallas.